Andrew Lee, good morning to you, mate. Good morning, Marcus. Great to be with you. Thank you, buddy. Uh, you keeping well? I am indeed, and uh, Marcus, condolences on the passing of your father. It must be uh, an extraordinarily tough time for you returning to work this week. Uh, I'm sure, uh, along with all your other listeners, I'm very grateful to you for, uh, for fronting up to, to the job at a hard time. Oh, it's no problem, mate. Thank you. Um, I'm, I'm a little annoyed, uh, I'll, and I'll tell you why. I, I'm concerned about double standards, Andrew, and I, and I know that they're a part of your mob up there in Queensland, but... I'm sorry to have to say it, mate, but Anastasia Palaszczuk is in my bad books this morning. I rang Queensland Health last week. I tried as best I could to get an exemption for my family members, brother, sisters, to travel into Queensland and to quarantine at our own expense so that we could all be there present to farewell our dad. We were told very clearly, Andrew, that no, that wouldn't be possible. The quarantine was full. They'd put a pause on it and all the rest of it. So what do I find out late last night? I get a message from a journo mate who tells me that, oh, you know, you were saying that quarantine was full in Queensland. Apparently it's not. If you're a National Rugby League wife or girlfriend, and I'm sorry to put this on you, Andrew, but this is what's getting people frustrated. There are double standards everywhere. and It's just not fair, mate. Yeah, I can understand that, Marcus. And uh, yeah, I couldn't couldn't defend it for a moment. It must be incredibly difficult for your family. And I, look, I'm not uh, I'm not suggesting this to make it political. But what I am saying, there's a very clear message this morning in the press. The News Corp papers are running it. Uh, the lockdown is hitting home. Lockdown weary Australians are worried more about the pandemic's toll on jobs and mental health than any surge in the COVID-19 virus. More than half of the parents of school kids fear classroom closures will harm their children's education in the long term. There's distress over the impact of lockdowns. Um, you know, in this exclusive nationwide YouGov survey, more than half of the respondents, Andrew, were saying that, you know, <laughs> we just want to get out of this mess quickly. Absolutely, Marcus. And you look to a place like Canada, which has 66% of the population vaccinated compared to our 25%, uh, and their life is much more back to normal. Uh, you know, it really is about those uh, those vaccination rates. And because we uh, signed so few deals and started so late, uh, we, are, we are behind most of the advanced world in vaccination. Uh, and that's true also if you look at young people. I mean, that's uh, America and Canada started vaccinating 12 to 15-year-olds back in May. Yeah. Uh, Australia is, uh, is yet to sort out what's going on with the vaccination of, uh, of young Australians. Uh, so this is uh, really... You know, the fault of, of the Prime Minister, fundamentally, these are Scott Morrison's lockdowns because it's Scott Morrison's failures on vaccines and quarantines that got us into this mess. And it wasn't like we didn't have time to prepare. You know, through last year, other countries were signing up to these vaccine deals. And just for $1 billion, the cost, the weekly cost of the Sydney lockdown, we could have had enough Pfizer in mid-2020 to vaccinate every Australian adult. And the whole it's-not-a-race attitude uh, has left us now languishing at the back of the pack uh, with a Prime Minister who won't even take responsibility even now for his failures in vaccines and quarantine. Uh, we asked him again in, in question time yesterday. I watched uh, will it. You take I saw it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you, would have, you would have seen this bloke, you know, constantly uh, looking to duck and weave and blame. Uh, what Australians just want somebody who will take responsibility for his failures uh, and acknowledge what went on. It's the same story with the, the 13 billions of dollars of JobKeeper going to terms with rising earnings. Again, a complete failure to acknowledge well, that this is that. A, a screw up of public policy. 
Just on that, I, I noticed yesterday that the federal treasurer had a good old whack at, at Labor uh, at a federal level. He singled out Albo and, and, and your lot. Having a crack about uh, you not agreeing to pass on tax cuts and uh, and all the rest of it. So, wh- what's all this about, apart from being a distraction or an obfuscation? I mean, isn't this like the... the uh, the kettle calling the pot black, for goodness sake. How can they criticise federal labour who aren't in power, who don't hold the purse strings, while they don't, while they refuse constantly to claw back, as you know, thirteen billion dollars of overpaid money in JobKeeper? That's right, and we've had uh, uh, you've given support to the government on jo- JobKeeper. Indeed, we called for it from the beginning. We've given support to the government on on their tax cuts, saying we wouldn't reverse them if we won the election. Uh, and so uh, for Josh Frydenberg then to be blaming us for the way in which he has rolled out these programs is farcical. Now, this $13 billion that went to uh, yeah, terms talk like me through, investments... Yeah, sorry, mate, growth. to interrupt you, but talk yeah. me through um, his comment yesterday. He had a very clear attack line against Labor. I don't understand it. I, I'm sorry. I just does, does he think that people are stupid? What is it with this bloke? I, I don't understand. Why was he attacking Labor yesterday while <laughs> refusing, if you like, to listen to what the majority of Australians are saying? And there's been polls on this. Most Australians believe that some of those big businesses need to repay this money so that, you know, because we, we know how much this is costing, these uh, lockdowns and the pandemic is costing our economy. Surely uh, those companies that made big profits during the, the pandemic, I, I don't even blame the companies, to be honest. If there's funds available from the taxpayers, of course they're going to take them. But it fundamentally should be, and it shouldn't just be a moral thing, it should be a legal thing. I think for Josh Frydenberg to criticise anybody else while on the same, while in the next breath refusing to ask big business to pay back money that they really owe Australian taxpayers is beyond the pale. Joe Aston from the Financial Review calls him helium man, says he's lighter, lighter than air. And the fact is that uh, he's now attacking us over the issue of transparency. Uh, Labor would like to see a list published of those medium and large firms that receive JobKeeper support from the taxpayer. Uh, that's the way they do it in Britain, New Zealand and the, in the United States. We think it's appropriate to have that level of transparency. Uh, but Josh Frydenberg standing on the side of secrecy. He says, if you're a big firm that got JobKeeper, uh, you should have the right to, right to keep that secret. Uh, frankly, that's not the way it works in these other advanced countries. Uh, and uh, we know full well that it's only through listed companies having to disclose job keepers of the stock market that we've seen a small amount of repayment. Uh, almost all of the repayment of JobKeeper has come from those listed entities, some 97% yeah. of the $225 million that's been repaid. Uh, so if we get some transparency, then we can get a better idea as to what went so terribly wrong uh, with the way in which uh, Josh Frydenberg managed JobKeeper uh, and how on earth $13 billion, about $1,000 for every Australian That's adult, right. walked out to the order for, to firms with rising revenue. I mean, it's our money. We should damn well know where it's gone. And look, if there's nothing to hide, if, uh, if companies had uh, experienced a loss as per the rules, that's, that's fine. Nobody's begrudging the actual concept of JobKeeper. It was an important initiative uh, to, to keep people in work and to keep companies soluble. We understand all of that. But surely, surely, Andrew, 
$13 billion should be accountable for. Absolutely, Marcus. Uh, you know, this, to put it in perspective, would uh, build five of the premises NBN for every home, uh, urban home in Australia. Uh, it's a massive amount of money. It's more than the Commonwealth spends on public schools in a single year. Well, my kids, my grandkids, my grandkids' grandkids are going to be paying off this money. Certainly, certainly right, Marcus. So we've got to keep on, uh, on fighting for transparency around this. We've got to keep on getting more information out in the public domain. Uh, and it's not good, good enough for Josh Frydenberg to say, oh, move on, nothing to see here. Uh, yes, JobKeeper saved jobs, uh, but because they gave so much money to firms that didn't need it, the cost per job is actually pretty high. Uh, for every uh, job for a year saved, the cost is somewhere between $150,000 and $200,000, which is well above the average wage. Yeah. You've got to ask yourself, you know, is it really a bargain to be saving jobs at that, at that cost, uh, given that they sprayed so much money around on firms that didn't need it, that uh, money that didn't save jobs, uh, they ended, ended up uh, driving up the cost massively. Well, maybe they thought they did need it at the beginning, and that's fine. That's what the program was for, but there should have been in black and white a requirement for these firms to repay the money back to Australian taxpayers if they had done well out of the pandemic, rather than you know, paying dividends and paying massive bonuses uh, to, to corporate uh, bigwigs. I mean, that, that really... And then, of course, as we've learned in the last few weeks, chasing up small debts, minuscule debts in comparison to average taxpayers, burdened with lockdown, burdened with other you know, a cost of living expenses and having to deal with the pandemic. They're being chased for any overpayments by Centrelink, but not the big business uh, sector of the country. Absolutely, Marcus. I asked about Jan Rabi, a pensioner who's being chased because the uh, part-time school job she did uh, earned her some JobKeeper, and so she's now being asked to pay back Centrelink. Uh, I asked yesterday in the Parliament about the uh, people in, under lockdown in Sydney and Melbourne who are being chased for historic childcare debts by, by the government. Uh, yet they're not saying anything to uh, uh, the billionaires, the 11 billionaires who benefited substantially out of JobKeeper uh, because they had yeah. shares and firms with, uh, with rising revenue. Uh, so, you know, Brett Blundy, Sol- Solomon Liu, they can get, a, get away scot-free. Jan Rabi, uh, the government sends mm. the de- debt collectors after her. Yeah, or get away Josh free, if you like. Uh, I don't know. Uh, mate, look, again, I try to... I'm, I'm being very careful. I'm promising myself I don't, I'm trying to be apolitical about this. And if it... Look, I'll be honest, if it was Labor in power, I'd still be screaming. You know, look, it needs to be... There needs to be accountability of public money. $13 billion is a hell of a lot of money. And that's why the Financial Review back page for the last two days running has been excoriating on uh, Josh Frydenberg. Now, this is the uh, business paper of record, uh, but it's clearly had a gut ball of the way in which the Treasurer has mismanaged this. Uh, A poll over the weekend said only 9% of the population support the uh, the, uh, government's view uh, that large large firms shouldn't be asked to repay JobKeeper if they had rising revenue. Just 9%. So this is clearly an issue that cuts across party lines, as you say, Marcus. I've had plenty of coalition people, plenty of business people come up to me and say, keep on the campaign. You know, it's, uh, they did the right, the, the right thing during the pandemic. Uh, and for those who didn't do the right thing, they need to be held to account.